Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Vulnerability is the New Sex. My name is Joe Corley, and this is episode one, Shelly's Kids. I felt like it was only fitting that I begin this journey here with someone who began probably my uh, emotional journey with me. Um, other than my wife, I consider this person to be the my best friend in the world. And today, you know, we're going to talk about a day that changed both of our lives and kind of what we were going through separately, which is honestly a conversation that I'm not really sure we've ever had. Uh, October 15th, 1996 was the day that our mother passed away. And since then, we have both gone through a lot of emotional trauma that being obviously one of the most uh, traumatic days of our lives traumatic weeks of our lives but we went through it separately my sister was in St. Louis with my mother and I was all the way in Minneapolis by myself she was 10 at the time and I was 15 years old and from that day on we have both probably experienced a lot of things uh, that we probably are unaware of. And the other day, my sister called me or texted me and told me that she had been, you know, kind of processing that time in her mind. And uh, you know, it was really emotional for her. And she was explaining some of the things that, you know, she was remembering. And I, I started realizing that I really don't know her experience and, and her experience is different from mine. So maybe we should process it together and see if we can find some healing in the middle of it somewhere so we agreed or she agreed to be my first guest on the podcast so without further ado uh, I want to give y'all uh, Shelly's kids oh man please don't give me started on this chart alright baby sis yeah. Today is mom's birthday. And we mm-hmm. uh this is my first episode of my podcast. I thought it was only right that it be with you, considering mm-hmm. we started a lot of our journeys together. But when you had texted me the other day and said that you was processing and going through and thinking a lot about a lot of things that happened from that time period, it made me realize that even though we went through that same traumatic event at the same time, we went through it very separately. So I thought this would be a good opportunity for us to uh, talk about, you know, or ask questions and and talk about the differences and and the things that we experienced around that time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you were 10 and I was 15. Uh, You were in St. Louis with mom when she died and I was back in Minneapolis. So uh, I guess I'm going to start by asking you, uh, what, what did you remember from October 15th, 1996? Or even days leading up to it, if you want to go into that. Um, <clears throat> days leading up to it. Um, okay, I start with uh, the day that we left. Usually, when we would take road trips with mom, she would be lively up. You know what I mean? Uh, but she kind of like slept throughout the whole entire ride. I do remember that. Once we got here, 
I don't, that kind of, that's a bit of a clout. But I do remember the night of the reception of uh, Uncle Calvin and uh, Auntie Linda. And uh, that day she just had to go about herself. She was real peaceful and quiet that day though. She was praying a lot that day and she was reading a lot in her uh, Bible. And uh, when she came back that night, everything was cool. But the next day me, her and grandma got up and uh, it was just spontaneous. She was just like, uh, I wanna take you shopping. I was just, come on mom, let's take, I wanna take Samantha and get her some clothes for fall and you know, throughout, you know, just get her some clothes or whatever. So mom said that to grandma. Yep, yeah, mom said that to grandma. Okay. My dad was gone. He was going to get a haircut, and uh, it was me, mom, and grandma at the house. And uh, so we ended up leaving, and uh, we went shopping. I forgot the name of that mall, but we went shopping. It's like a little strip mall, Northland or something like that. And uh, we went shopping. And uh, she, when we got back to the house, she was like, I'm, uh, I'm hungry. I want some emo. Grandma was like, go ahead and order. Grandma went in the room to take her clothes off. I was in the, um, what is that, like the back patio den mm-hmm. area? That porch? I was on, yep, that back porch. And I was, mm-hmm. on a, I was on a computer, and I was doing a Crayola. It was like this Crayola program that they had on there. And I was kind of like coloring or whatever. Mm, something simple, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So I just remember mom was supposed to be ordering the pizza. And then grandma came out of her room and went to the kitchen and, and just started yelling, Shelly, Shelly, get up, get up, Shelly, get up. And I, I just kind of still froze. on the computer at this time? I'm still on the computer. Okay. And she yelled, Shelly, get up like four times before I, I got up. And when I went in there, grandma was standing in the doorway of the kitchen. And just panicking and crying and getting the phone and calling nine one one or whatever, but it was weird because if you remember that little back door off the kitchen, mm-hmm. that chair that was right there, mom was sitting right there reading that Bible again. So her face was days. to the door of the kitchen. No, her the face was the kitchen. like no, she was sitting up against you know where the phone was right there on the wall. Yeah. She was sitting up against the wall. Her back was up against the wall. Oh, okay. Like she had, you could tell that she had read the Bible mm-hmm. and then got got uh, um got out of the chair and sat down on the floor. She sat on the floor. And she sat on the floor. Yeah, she had got she oh. got out of the chair and sat down on the floor. And when I went in, she just her head was down like this, and it was like slob coming out with a little bit of blood. And that. And that were you standing at this time on the Bible? I was standing right in front of her. Then I kneeled down. So you went into and the kitchen. Her head up and tried to do. Yeah, I went into the kitchen. Okay. And I walked around the table because she wasn't in that chair anymore. Mind you, when we came in, I watched her sit down at the table, get the phone to call Emo, but she never did call Emo. Mm-hmm. She got the Bible out and started reading it. Mm. So when I went in, and she was sitting on the floor. With her head down like that, I lifted her head up and I called her name like three or four times and I put my mouth to her mouth. I have no clue what I was doing, but I was trying to do CPR. And um, I just sat with her at, at the end of her feet. Yeah, I understand. Take your time. 
I've never actually heard any of this. It's weird, you know. Uh, Mom been gone 25 years, and uh, this is the first time I've ever listened to you tell me this. And so I sat at the end of her seat, and I just knew. I knew she was gone, but the ambulance... The ambulance ended up coming. Mm-hmm. And um Your dad's still going? Him, my dad was still going. Mm-hmm. And uh they were asking where her birthday was. And I remember she, grandma kept yelling her birthday out. And I kept saying, No, it's nineteen fifty four. And she was just like 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 stop. She didn't say shut up or be quiet, but she kinda like made a hand gesture like it's twelve thirty fifty six. And uh he was on a stretcher and they uh they took her off or whatever. So grandma got in touch with my dad. But by the time he I think my dad he didn't come. Uncle Malvin and Calvin ended up coming. So for context, so this is nineteen ninety six. So it wasn't like, you know, we could just call him on the cell phone or anything like that. No, grandma ended up well, um, Uncle Malvin, my okay, so grandma had called down to Uncle Melvin's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, he's at the barbershop. So they got in touch with him at the barbershop. Okay. And um, so he met us down at the hospital at DePaul. But Uncle Melvin and Calvin came and got me. And I rolled down, me me and Grandma. And we rolled down to the hospital with them. And I remember- How long, how long after the ambulance left did it take them to get there? They were there. It, it was fast. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't long at all. And what you like, thinking about at this time? You know, I, you're ten years old. I was like, my mom is dead. Okay. My mom is dead. You know, I was like, because you know, all the different headaches spells that she would have and go on the ambulance, she was always still alert. She was I just knew it. Like I knew it. Um Do you remember what time of day it was about? I was still daylight outside. Like, it was, yeah, it was like about probably like noon or one, no later mm. than two. That's and, interesting. Uh, yeah, it was, it was early in the day and this was in the fall. So, you know. I'm going to say that's interesting because I didn't know anything about it until it was dark outside. So it was hours before anybody told me anything. Contact you. Yeah. yeah. And then it could have been later. And I'm just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. And like I said, it was fall, so I don't know if, you know, but I just, um, on the ride there, I remember that song, Count On Me, was on by Whitney Houston, and mm-hmm. that's something that always plays in my head, I don't know. But, For real? Um, yeah. In the car, with Uncle Melvin in and Uncle Calvin. Yep. That's the first song that was on. And it just, I feel like this, I feel like in my mind that that song was on for the entire ride, but it couldn't have been. But I felt like it was the longest song ever. And it just made me just pour. And I was just crying and crying and crying. And grandma was holding my hand. We were both in the back seat. I was in the middle. Driving, Calvin was in the passenger seat. And and I feel like Connie was there, but I don't want to make nothing up. But I know for a fact, me and grandma was in the back seat holding hands. And grandma was just, she didn't know what was going on. You you could tell that she still had hope, but I knew in my heart that it was it was over. And so we got to the hospital. My dad met us there, and I want to say 
I'm still daylight. I'm still daylight. And I, everybody started coming up there. That day, kind of, okay, so no, that wasn't the next day. So that day, it was still daylight. So Tina, I remember Tina taking me over, walking with me and talking with me to um, Jack in the Box. And she was just telling me about uh, brain aneurysms and how the recovery rate and stuff was just slim to none. Tina already and, knew it was an aneurysm. Tina knew it was an aneurysm. And they, they had her take me and walk and talk. This is still on the 15th? And this is still on the 15th. This is the day of the day that we went to the hospital. So it had to be early. So I'm thinking 1996, Tina was probably what, about 20. How was she? Can't remember how she was at that time. She was in her 20s for sure. I don't know even how old. If I knew how old she was now, I could kind of, you know, I don't know how old she is. Well, I just know she's younger than Lisa. Yeah. Lisa was in her 20s at that time. Yeah, so early 20s, and she was just telling me about brain aneurysms and that's what mom had, and did I know anything about it? And that just, you know, just talking positive stuff and trying to keep me uplifted. But all I wanted to know was, was she, was she gone or was she going to make it through this? Mm-hmm. And that's what I asked her. She was just like, we just got to stay, just stay hopeful, baby. And she just kept telling me that. And I'm just like, yeah. So we got back to the hospital. And at this time, I think we were waiting on you to come because everybody knew. I feel like everybody around me knew that that was it, but they just wouldn't. They were waiting on you. Everything else was kind of a blur. I remember sitting in the waiting room. Everything was a blur. I walked back there. She, it was the same thing. The way she looked at the house, just eyes closed. It, I just machines hooked up to her and everything. Once you come, once you had come, you walked back there. You came back out in tears. I'm like, yeah. I uh, for me, it wasn't all day thing. So you saying you waited on me to come? I I had found out, got on a, a whole flight. And and everything. So, you know, we won't get the time, but I'm actually thinking now with the timeline, this might have been the 14th when all this stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I know I came, I might have came that day or I might have came in that. You feel like it was one day or is it two days? I feel like it was in one day. Okay, it might have been. It might have been. I mean, I, I went, when I found out I was at the airport. Uh, very quickly but for some reason I remember looking out the window of the plane and my mind saw a sky like I saw a blue sky I didn't see a dark sky but I remember landing and it was dark so you know how your memory just kind of you know play tricks on you around this time Mm -hmm. when you hear um, count on today does it transition you what what is that how does what effect does it have on you today um, this year was the first year that I listened to that song without crying. Hmm. Um, Christmas morning, we had uh, we had Christmas music playing on YouTube, and that song popped up, and I just let it play, and I just watched the TV. I actually watched the video because I never could watch the video. I would just tell anybody to turn it off. Like I would get irate when I heard that song because it just it was too emotional for me. But I finally, this year, I was able to listen to it without 
with our corn. So, um, you know, what's really crazy to me when I'm thinking about that at time that, you know, before leading up to this conversation, I was trying to think about all the times that I've seen you around that time. And I don't have any memories of seeing you that week except for one. And the only one I remember is both of us sitting on the front pew of the, at the church, at the funeral. And I tapped you. You looked at me and I smiled at you. And then I'm not even sure who you were sitting next to, but you collapsed into whoever that was. You looked at me, you looked at me like, if I had to describe like the look on your face, it was like, are you serious right now? And then you just collapsed into whoever was right next to you and, 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 and fell out. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. So I remember smiling at you to try to tell you like, look, you know, my, my mind at the time, I was still delirious the whole time. I didn't believe it. It was like I was walking in a dream. I didn't believe that what was happening was happening. It probably didn't hit me that mom had died for a couple more weeks to be honest with you, it was not real. Um, even though I came out of the hospital room in tears, uh, my, I felt like my, my, my spirit left my body for a while in that. And I just remember that moment and I was trying to comfort you and you, you know, and I just didn't have no idea what we was actually about to go through. Yeah. But it's strange that uh, 25 years and like you ask, you telling me all this is happening. And all I'm, I'm asking, I'm thinking about asking questions that like people probably didn't even think would, would be relevant. Like when you said she was on the floor, I'm wondering, was the chair still behind her or was her back against the wall? I don't know why, but that's important to me to know. Um, the chair was more towards the basement door. It's like she moved it out of the way, like she slid the chair, like she got it. In my mind, how the chair was positioned and how she was, <clears throat> she slid the chair. She stood up and she she pushed the chair you back. You saw her stood up, or are you saying this? What I you didn't think? see. It. This is what I think. This okay. is what I'm thinking because of how the chair was. The chair was um, facing towards towards me, but like the back of the chair was like that entryway going to the basement. Mm-hmm. So she, she, in my mind, she probably stood up and scooted the chair back and just sat down up against the wall, probably so that she wouldn't fall and, you know what I mean? Like falling, mm-hmm. I don't know what, I don't know. But the chair was, she it's like she stood up, moved the chair out the way and then sat down on the floor. And at first, at first her knees were up. Like in her chest? Her knees were up, like. Mm-hmm. In her chest, yeah. Yeah. Our knees were up, and then uh, they kind of just slowly went. That's I, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. So Our imagine this for me. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Sorry. I said so. Imagine this for me. 20, Twenty-five years, and this entire time, I've been thinking that she was sitting in a chair with her face on the table this entire time Mm-mm. until now. So from 15, the age of 15 until now, the age of 41 in my mind it has been one way the entire time. And now you're telling me that the entire, my entire vision of that moment is completely false. 
She was on the floor with her back against the wall, not with her head slumped over the table. It was, I, that's what I thought this no. entire time. Nope. But she was like this on the floor. Her head was down like this. And where was the Bible at this time? On the table. Open. And it, the, the slab, the combination of slab and blood, there was like the droplet of it on the page. In the Bible? In the Bible. I wonder who has that Bible right now. Well, the last place, because what's crazy is that I would always, for a long time, for years, I would go, I, that's the way I would be able to find that page because it was dried into the page. So you that Bible came home? Out. The Bible came home. And uh, it was in our house. You know, I don't know if you remember that big dictionary Bible that she would always refer yeah, to. Absolutely. It, it was yeah. big. It was, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking maybe when they moved, transitioning, from, you know, from here to Chicago or something, Eureka and my dad, I think it got lost somehow. Or my dad makes it have it. I don't know. Now I want to know, did you ever get an opportunity to see what page the Bible was on? I don't remember though. I did, but for because for years I would go back to that page. I would always go back to that page and just touch it, and just because that 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 stain of that slob blood mixture was in that. It kind of like bled through a couple pages, but it was on a certain page, and I don't remember hmm. what book it was, what chapter, nothing. Maybe your dad know. You should ask him, because I'd be curious to know what uh, what she was reading. What was she reading? Because yeah. she wasn't even supposed to be reading. She was supposed to be ordering pizza. Right. So I'm guessing that pizza never came. No, she didn't order it. Unless she ordered it for pickup. I don't know. No. People didn't order for pickup back in the 90s. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but so for me, uh, you going through all of that, and here I am in Minnesota, Minneapolis, by myself, in the house. I mean, I wasn't alone, and I ain't going to mention. Names not to be mentioned, but I wasn't all the way alone, but I was in the, <laughs> I was in the house. And, uh, and I remember I called. I don't think I would even known if I had. I actually called the house, and y'all was all at the hospital. I called the house, and Sonny answered the phone. So, I mean, keep, keep in mind, give the context of the people listening, the time frame. We didn't mention about five or six people in the midst of this, and a good number of them are gone. You know, they're not here anymore. Um, but I called and, and, and Sonny, who was my, my, my grandfather's, my, my grandmother's husband at the time, answered the phone. And I remember him saying, no, 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 calm down. Once he realized who it was, you know, it wasn't, we didn't have caller ID and there wasn't no cell phones. I called the house phone. Mm-hmm. and he figured out who I was mean he was like no 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 calm down and I'm like he telling me to calm down I'm like you calm down what, what's wrong with you man I'm I'm straight you didn't I'm, know at that point what's going I had no wrong? idea what was going on I didn't know and then uh it was that was my first but he didn't ever told me he just said it was at the hospital and I think somehow I got a uh somehow I don't even know how but uh Auntie Red was the one that ended up I told you this she was the one end up breaking the news to me. And for a while, I remember that conversation. But if I try to say it right now, I'd be lying. I don't remember exactly what she said, but I remember two things. I remember her being the one telling me 
And I remember being mad as hell. And uh, and uh, I had to call. I called. Uh, I called uh, Michael, and his mom came and got me immediately. Now I don't know what conversations was had in order to get me from the house. As an adult now, I'm thinking somebody had to talk to somebody. Like your dad had to be involved in some kind of way to get me from that house to that airport on that plane. Um, but I just remember, I, I, I don't remember going to the airport. I don't remember getting on the plane. I remember being on the plane, but I only remember a brief second of it. I remember getting off the plane and your father, your dad was the first one there. And he, and he said it right immediately. Uh, mom is going, your mom is going now. What are you going to do? Are you going to stay with me? That's the first thing he asked. And at the time, I'm thinking, this is a this is a dumbass. Yeah, of course I am. That's what I thought. Right. But obviously, I didn't do that. So now looking back on it now, uh, I wonder what he would have felt in that moment. Because in that moment, I told him I was staying. So I don't know what kind of hurt that process for him. But <clears throat> but uh, right, I'm turning my phone on. Do not disturb, just in case. Took me to the um to the hospital. And I remember walking past the waiting room and it was like slow motion. I don't remember everybody's faces, but I remember a couple. I remember kind of briefly remember yours. For some reason, I, I remember Connie's face too, for some reason, uh, being there. And I remember, I want to say. She was there. She was. Was, 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 was Nisi or Tarina there? I don't know. I don't know. I remember one of them. I remember somebody like that being there. But it was it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot of them Arnolds up in that waiting room. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And uh, mm -hmm. and I walked into the uh, the room, and you know she was hooked up to all the machines, and basically, I can't remember if it was your dad that told me basically the only reason she's alive is because they got all these machines. And I'm like, well, why why is she? Why are we putting up on these machines? Like they waiting. They waiting on you to make the call. Like I'm 15, they making they asking me to make the call to uh, yeah. take my mom off life support. You know, it kind of blanked out for a second. You said he's when you went in there. He told you that the only thing, the only reason why she was alive was because what? Be, because of the because of the uh, the machines. Basically, she was only alive okay. because of this, because of life support, right? Okay. So, mm -hmm. and I I had to make the call, which at the time didn't seem weird to me, but now, thinking about it, it seems strange. But I do remember I didn't even hesitate. I said, if these are the only things keeping my mother alive, then take her off these things, take them off, you know. And uh, they took her off. She lived for a couple of seconds. And then she flatlined. And I remember this. And I, I came out of the room. And the, 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 there was two nurses at the nurse's station. And they had so much sympathy and empathy in their faces. And I think that's, for me, is one of the, one of the first moments when I was starting. Okay, this is real. And I collapsed against the wall right then and there.
Yeah, they looked at me. Yeah, they, they looked at me like, man, you just lost your mother. And I fell out. And then I went delirious. I went delirious. I skipped back into the room. And I was talking to mom like she was still alive. I skipped. You understand? And I was talking to her like she was still alive. Like, you know, you guys to get up out of here. Because for me, the last conversation I had with mom was about buying a car. Because, you know, my 16th birthday was coming up. I was 15 at the time. My 16th birthday was coming up in like a month. And uh, you know, I had found a car, found me a little Ford. I can't remember what it was. But, uh, you know, she was she was like, oh, I remember her words exactly. Like, oh, um, I'm tired right now, but we can talk about it later. You know? And uh, I was good with that because I had company anyway. So I was, you know, but I was good with that. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that was it. And, it, and, it, and it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the, the, the whole trip down there. Cause I remember that part, not, not the part of the trip I was, cause I wasn't there, but her leaving y'all leaving. And I actually, sometimes when I go to Minneapolis, I don't even care if people live there. I go stand in that spot. Cause it was in the backyard, um, you know, right next to the driveway. And, uh, and she said, you know, she knew I had company in the house. She said, you know, no, not go in the house, but you know, don't, don't be, don't do nothing. Don't do nothing silly up in there. And I just laughed. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and y'all drove off and that was the last time I seen my mom. But, uh, laugh. yeah. Yeah. It was the last time I seen her alive, you know, and uh, I remember um, riding on that trip. We didn't have it. We weren't really listening to music because our headaches mm-hmm. her being like wanting to sleep and everything. It was just a really strange trip. Mm. So her head was already hurting not when we not right when we started driving but i say a couple hours in her head was hurting and she wanted the music down and she wanted to be quiet hmm. and that was not the just not how our trips were you remember road trips yeah yeah music talking and laughing yeah well basically there was mainly them telling me to shut up because i asked a bunch of questions at the time <laughs> Yeah, which which oh very reminiscent. I'm I'm getting all of that back with Donovan. Trust me, I'm getting all of that back. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. It definitely wasn't no silent. You know, your dad up there, you know, <clears throat> thinking he was the king of R and B. Yeah. Up in- <laughs> Joe Levert, Barry oh, White, you were none of that on that trip. Tell him nothing. Who 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 did? Quiet trip there. I ain't got nothing yeah. on Sammy. <laughs> right. But, oh, uh, but yeah, no, I wasn't quiet. And I'm wondering for you, you've talked to me up in the, uh, in the past, not, not in, in the recent past. Cause I didn't really realize you felt like this about your frustration with mom's vanity, because, you know, you feel as though if she wasn't so vain, she might be here. So I want you to talk to the yeah. people about that. 
so prior to her passing away, I don't know the time frame, but I know that she was having those headaches and grandma came up there and uh, to Minnesota from St. Louis. And um, I remember being in the hospital with them. And I remember vividly grandma telling mom that you are gonna have to shave your hair and you're gonna have to get the surgery. And she said, mom, I don't wanna shave my head. I don't wanna shave my head. I'm not shaving my head. So they gave, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I know we left the hospital. We were at Ramsey in St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember her saying, I just remember grandma like pressing her to cut the hair so she could get the surgery, like just allow them to shave it. So you, And that was just the biggest thing. She was just like, I don't want to be a vegetable. I don't want to be, I remember, because that was one of the first times I ever heard somebody refer to a human as a vegetable. Mm-hmm. She said I didn't. She didn't want to be a vegetable, and that she didn't want them to uh, shave her hair. And I think that's why she kind of postponed getting that surgery. Right. But they saw the blood. They saw that there was an aneurysm. Yeah. So I think about that, and I'm like, yeah, I can see why that. I never knew any of that. You know. What I do know is we we talked about it the other day that you never really saw mom miss as far as, you know, her looks like she even if you, no matter where she was going. She put it together every time. And that's at the time, that's, you know, I'm looking at every people, other people, mom, like, which that's what mama's doing. What, what's your mama on? You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Your mama don't own no combs or nothing. I'm, I'm just wondering how other people mama doing it. But mama, she was always, <laughs> <laughs> she was always, she was always on it. So as an adult, now I'm looking back as an adult man, I'm like, damn, how much effort and time she must have been putting into uh, looking like that on a regular basis. Right. So for her, shaving even if it meant possibly saving her life, shaving her hair would have been a traumatic, because, you know, she's this is, this is a beautiful woman. This is an above average, and I'm not saying this because this is our mother. This is above average, beautiful woman, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's frustrating to think about, you know, because that hair would have grew back. Yeah, her hair would have grew back. Yeah. For sure. If not, she could have put a weave, a wig, but... It's always something like, and then I remember her always saying, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to be old. I don't want to get old. Yeah. And I just, with that, I just feel like you got to watch your words. Because sometimes you speak certain things into your Mm -hmm. life with, you know, your words, because they're powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I know you saw my, my story today. That's exactly, I remember her saying stuff like that all the time. Like, I know it's a part of you that's happy that you never... You, you you never made it to your 40s. You know what I mean? You know, as bad as we want you here and as bad as you probably want to be here for us and with us, you know, you forever 39 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, you forever 39 mm-hmm. years old. And uh, that's how you looked. You just above average, beautiful woman, you know. I do wonder what a 65-year-old Shelly would have looked like, though. Yes, a beautiful. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw I saw Chuck the other day, so I got an idea. I'm like, man, Chuck. Because she, you know, with her workout regimen, I just don't think none of that would have changed, you know. Yeah, no, she but was, I she also was already think about, three kids in. Yeah, and I also think about how brilliant she was and intelligent. And I understand more than anything her not wanting to be a vegetable. Yeah. Because that was back then. They had done many of those brain aneurysm surgeries and stuff, blood clots in the brain. They hadn't done many of those. So this was like a fairly new procedure that they were yeah. bringing to her. And that was a possibility. <clears throat> so I get, I, I understand. And now I'm starting to see it from that perspective as well. Mm-hmm. It's nothing now. Them aneurysms. Them, 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 them. Yeah. People don't, people ain't dying from them like that. I, I used to start, do this lady's hair that survived eight aneurysms. Mm. She has 10 children. Beautiful. Nice looking woman. Yeah. You would never. Now, sometimes her eye looks a little lazy, but overall, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Before I wrap it up, let me ask you. That was a, that was, that felt like a, I, don't, I felt like I didn't go back to school for a very long time. So I felt like we spent a long time in St. Louis. I don't remember how long, but I felt like we was down there for a long, long time. And what was, do you remember what your life was like in the immediate wake of everything and before we even got back to Minneapolis? Because uh, I, like I said, I felt like we was down there a long time. I do too. I feel like we were down here for a while. I feel like we didn't go back to like Thanksgiving or something. I don't know. I feel like we were down there for a long, down here long for time. a long time. Long time. But um, <clears throat> I felt like Almost immediately, I felt like, well, something that I thought about a lot was how are people going to treat me now? You know, how is my family going to treat me now? Because I know we were around my dad's side of the family a lot. And I just kept thinking, like, if they were, like, how they, uh, just, how's everybody, how's it going to be without, I felt, in that moment, I felt like I lost my protection. And, <clears throat> It's strange because all these years I always looked at my dad as that, but in that moment, in that moment, I feel like who's gonna protect me now? You know? Yeah. But um, I also felt like does anybody even care? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. I could talk about this stuff anytime and don't get emotional. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said we need to process this together because it's different when you're talking to somebody who don't really know exactly what you're talking about. And I can't yeah. say I know it. I mean, I, I got about 80, 90% of what you're talking about because, you know, I was 15 and I was a boy, but you were, you know, so there's, there's that part of that's different, you know, and uh and then you know at the end of the day our family structure was me you mom and your dad and in that moment for me it all kind of caved and and i'm not blaming nobody for that but it was just a thing that happened to me mentally where i felt like now my bridge to the two of y'all was different i ain't gonna say it was destroyed but it was different 
Yeah. And I had to find, you know, something else. And um, I'm not even to this day sure I made the right decision leaving. But here you are listening to you talking now about, you know, who's going to protect you and, you know, does anybody care? And then I probably left probably about a month later. I don't know how long it was, but I know I, I didn't finish the school year in uh, in Minneapolis and it was halfway over at that point. Um, so I wonder, did you have any emotions about me leaving and, and moving to St. Louis? Um, initially, it didn't really, not really because if you remember, Tina and Sam, Donnie, Kali, and uh, Mickey came back with us. Right. I do you remember that? Yes. So that kind of filled the void temporarily, but I'll say a few months later, I felt, I did feel like something was missing. Like, it felt like, like, can't even really explain it, but like, that absence of okay now my mom and my brother you know what I mean like mm-hmm. then a, then a damn dog ran away yeah he had every right you to know. yeah <laughs> I still feel bad for that damn dog <laughs> every right to leave he ran away and I'm just like dang but um there was some abandonment issues I was dealing with That's tough. I still I still you know Cause we was all, you know, that's all I knew was y'all. Yeah. That's all, that's all we had was each other. So it was strange. And then like, once they came and they were there, I felt like they were invading my space. You know what I mean? Like, this is my mom's house. This is, why are they here? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That's another part I didn't have to experience really. You know what I mean? Like in the wake of it, I didn't have to experience. Cause I kept coming home from school and, and reliving it every day i would really? come home from school and yeah every single time i walked in the door i mean i sometimes i would days i would forget that she was gone until i walked through that door and it's like we went straight back to that same house and, and try to slide back into that same routine yeah you know and in hell y'all didn't leave i didn't move out of the house for a long time Mm-mm. and that place felt like a um man it was strange yeah. man it it never it was always strange in there after that for me it never felt never felt, felt like right. we should have never been there. felt yeah yeah we shouldn't have been there in my opinion but I'm thinking about it now listening to you talking I'm like man I was you was ten years old and it was uh, we wasn't no no you know uh, passing in the night siblings I mean we was brother and sister I mean for real yeah. for real and uh, you know your mom died and and I left and. Uh, you know, I've told you a lot of times that I, I've still to this day feel a way about that because I left a little girl and I was, you know, saying I, I left halfway through my junior high school and I came back before I was a senior. So I was only gone a couple months. You know, I wasn't gone a long time, but I came back to a, a something else. Yeah. You know, you was never, you wasn't a little girl. Anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. you was never, you was not a little girl anymore. You were different you know what i mean you understood things you you know it just wasn't getting nothing past you like it was it was different you know yeah. like you built you built something around yourself and it's like a, it took me a long time to even get used to that you know yeah 
I just felt like, like I said, I just felt like everybody was forgetting about about her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like she didn't even, she never even existed. Yeah. And it just made me so angry. It hurt because I'm like, I just, so I just kind of like, like you said, I did build a wall up around myself. I did because that's just how I processed it. You know, yeah. I was only 10. I didn't know another way to. Yeah, I mean. Right. It was weird. It was very weird. All those different. Like I had never had a relationship with my other siblings like that. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I just felt, I don't know, I don't know how I felt. I just felt strange. It was strange. Well, Dad yeah. was changing. Yeah, for real. For real. You get, you in that, you in that time frame, and I'm looking at him. I'm looking at uh, grandma. I'm looking at my uncles, her brothers. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody's different. And I'm looking at them and, and I'm feeling like you're feeling like people just moving on with their damn lives. And I'm just stuck here. Yeah. Like, you know, y'all have lived y'all lives, y'all are adults. But looking back on it now, you know, I'm I'm I saw the pain from Barry. I saw the pain Chuck went through, and grandma was never the same after that. Wasn't. Never the same after that. But in that That's time what I want to ask man. you. Go ahead. When you when you moved down there, how was she like? Since you you didn't wait long after my passing, you moved down there. How was she acting? Like, what was she doing? Well, I'm thinking about when you when you was telling the story earlier, and you saying you was like, you know, trying to tell 1954, 1954, and she didn't spaz out on you. Yeah. You know. Who who doesn't spaz out in that moment? You know who does? Yeah. You you. My daughter is dying, and you keep telling me about when she was born. I don't give a damn who yeah. you is. You know. <laughs> yeah. But that's who she was, and that's who she was when I got there. Like I I I never had a bad moment with her. I mean, I I did some as a teenager. You didn't raise all your kids, right? You didn't raise right. all your kids. They gone. They been gone for the longest, and here come a teenage boy into your space yeah. all right and i was yeah. all of a teenage boy i mean i was dirty i was smelly you know what i mean i was i was a teenage boy and i was messing up left and right and she never spazzed out i mean she didn't get the she didn't get the version of me that mom had that was just uh you know not into nothing not trying to do nothing and just came and just you know here's my a's yeah you know you know my grades dropped you know, my, uh, I was, you know, and that's that one year that I, you know, I was trying to reconnect with my dad and, uh, but she never, no matter what. And I know she got into, I know she got into arguments with, with her husband about me a lot. And, uh, she never brought that to me. She never spazzed that spaz out on me. All she did was take care of me. You know, I told her her car, she got it fixed and then gave it to me. You know, um, that's the one, that's the one when I think about leaving you the way that I did, 
and some of the regret I have for that, that's the one thing that kind of makes me okay. Because without that six, seven months, you know, I don't connect with her like that. That was my, that was, that was my best friend in the world, you know? Um, when she left, uh, man, you know, that was my last, you know, outside of you, that was my last bridge to it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, how was she? She was never the same. That was not the, but she was a better version for me, you know? Before before mom died, she wasn't no grandma, grandma, you know. No. <laughs> yeah, no. She wasn't that. She was leather pants, jewelry, you know, and and party. Yeah. I didn't I got a grandma, you know. Yeah. And uh and man, she was man, she was good to me. She was really, really good to me. Uh yeah, I don't even yeah. I ain't gonna get to it, but uh, when uh, another thing I remember is around Mob died is when uh, when the new edition came out with that Home Again album, when they yeah. got, when they reunited, and I had just bought that yeah. thing. So for me, when you got Count On, for me it's that new edition, that whole album. Yeah. Because I sat in that basement and I played that album over and over again from 1996 all the way through 1997 and you played it out right now i got you word for word yeah even even michael bivens parts you know he don't say a damn thing <laughs> right I remember his parts too <laughs> i remember his parts too but uh right. now i really appreciate uh having this moment to talk about things it's it's still hitting me that you know we've been in each other's space all you know all your life and been dealing with this the entire time that she's been gone all 25 years and never had some of these conversations and you know i think we both probably it was probably intentional for both of us not to you know because i know whatever you're gonna come out whatever's gonna come out of your mouth ain't gonna be superficial it's going to be real. You really, you really lived it. You really still live it. And you know, the same thing about me. Um, but I love you very much. I you too. Uh, I'm, I, when I say, you know, next to, next to Donna, you, my best friend in the world, I mean that sincerely. Um, to this day, you know, I'm still, and if you out there that, 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 uh, that slightly handicapped dude that I jumped on, at Pottermore Park that time. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, brother. I didn't know you was <laughs> my sister. I didn't know you had some things. Oh, man. But, oh, man. But to this day, if you run up on my sister, I don't give a damn where you are, where we are. <laughs> it, uh, you know, and, and I'm you not no down. tough guy. And I'm not trying to sound like no tough guy, but if you run up on my sister, we got some things. We got some things to talk about. I mean, <laughs> So you out there, brother? I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know whoever whoever, <laughs> whoever was supposed to be with you that day. They they, <laughs> they they fell off on the job. You know. Oh man, yeah, they did. <laughs> they fell off on the job. They left hanging. All right, well, we're gonna shut it down. Episode one. You've been listening to Shelly's Kids. 
I'm not, I'm pretty sure this ain't the last conversation we going to have about it because uh, we only really talking about the initial part of dealing with this situation. And we've dealt with this in many different sections of our lives for, uh, for, you know, decades now. And uh, we kind of been, you know, dancing around a, 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 a lot of the topics, but we have both of us have a lot more to say about this. I'm sure we could talk about this for hours if uh, if uh, if we tried or if we wanted to, if we had time. But uh, we're going to keep this conversation up for why the next generation, you know, for the next generation, for our kids, for Lisey's kids, uh, you know, to understand and, and the best way to, to keep Shelly alive is to remember her and talk about her for as long as we can. Uh, and we're going to keep passing down these stories that we have, because I want all y'all, I want all her grandchildren to know that uh, this was an amazing, this wasn't no regular woman. You know, I'm not saying that because it's my mother. This wasn't no regular woman. This woman was different. The, the coldest cold switcher in the world, cuss you out in the most hood tone in a minute. <laughs> And 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 put that put that put that code switching voice on and talk to the bill collector whoever was and and a, and a, like that like that <laughs> I might have some of that on video. I just remember getting man, listen. I remember just getting whooped in my when I was acting up. She did not play with me at all. She just yeah, had me was, up. Yeah, that was definitely a for you thing because she never put a hand on me. But that's another episode, Sammy. If you if Sammy ever get a hold of this, that's another episode. <laughs> Everything you did wasn't legal, Sammy. <laughs> I don't know what the oh, statute man. I don't know what the statute of limitations is, but <laughs> every all that wasn't right. Sammy. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it never put a finger on you. Boy, boy, boy. This one. We're going to gonna end in peace, but I want everybody, last thing I want to tell everybody is my baby sister cost me so many ass whoopings. Oh, my God. Just, just off of being petty. And that's our show, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I love you, sis. I'll talk oh, to you later. Man. Thank you. All right. All right. Good night. Good night.